Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. How come you got your nostrils nestled in the atlas that way, Molly? Are you checking to see whether Minneapolis and St. Paul are still keeping steady company? No, I'm just daydreaming, McGee. Thinking about all the places I'd like to go. Oh, well, just don't let your mind wander so far that you can't get it back before dark, kiddo. Well, McGee, there's nothing to keep us here in Whistle Vista. Why don't we pile in the car and take a little trip? Well, I suppose we could at that. But a little trip is about all we could take in our car. The air is beginning to show through on the front tires. Maybe we could just drive down to Spring Mill State Park for the weekend. Mm. They say the leaves are beautiful down there at this time of the year. And every Tom, Dick, and Whitney will be down there looking at them, too. Traffic will be bumper to bumper. How about Chicago? We haven't been there in a long time. We could see some shows. Molly, the official seal of Chicago ought to be a picture of a bellboy with his hand out. And fancy hotels in big cities give me the creeps. Oh, heavenly days, dearie. Where do you want to go, then? Oh, I don't know. I suppose we could go out to Dugan's Lake and get in a couple of days of fishing before the season closes. Oh, every trip we've taken for the past five years we've gone to Dugan's Lake. I want to do something different. I want to go someplace where there's a lot of excitement and bright lights and things going on. You mean someplace like Vincennes, Indiana? No. I mean some big city or a fashionable resort where they have an orchestra and dancing. Oh, I don't want to go to a place like that. I was at one of them swanky resorts once, and you had to put on a necktie to go down in the lobby and buy a paper. They wouldn't even let you go down the fire escape in case of emergency unless you were dressed formal. Well, I don't know what else to suggest. If you want to be informal, I guess we could go visit my sister in Peoria. And sit around listening to that blowhard husband of hers tell about how many coils of wire rope he sold in the last fiscal quarter? I should say not. Lester may not even be home, McGee. He's out on the road a lot. With the kind of luck I have, he'd not only be home, he'd just have got the new sales figures from the wire rope company. I'm sorry you and Lester don't get along any better than you do. My sister's been writing me for months wanting me to come there for a visit. Hey, wait a minute, Molly. I got a great idea. Why don't we take separate trips together? Why don't we do what? Why don't we go different places at the same time? Oh, I don't know, dearie. We've never been separated. And it would do us a bit of good to be such for a few days. We'd appreciate each other more afterwards. Maybe you're right. I know I'm right. You go visit your sister in Peoria, and I'll go someplace else. Where would you go? Oh, I figure I'll go just about as far as the studio couch in the upstairs sitting room. I know travel's supposed to be broadening, but I'm thinking it over. I've decided I'm just about broad enough as it is. Molly, I think this was a great idea I had for you to go visit your sister in Peoria while I stay home. That way each of us can do just what we want to. Oh, I don't know, McGee. We've never been separated before. Are you sure you'll be all right here by yourself? Why, of course I will. I'm as self-significant as any man you've ever seen. Besides, it'll be quite a lark for me to be a bachelor again for a few days after all these years of marriage. McGee, that statement has an ominous ring to it. What are you planning? Oh, now don't race your motor, kiddo. I'm not going to get into any trouble. But bachelor friends of mine are always calling me up doing things I can't do because i got family responsibilities. I've been wanting to get in on one of them smoke-filled all-night card games for years, and this will be my chance. Well, I think it'll be good for you to cut loose a little bit, Terry. I'm leaving in the morning. Say, why don't you invite some of your bachelor friends over here for a card game tomorrow night? Hi, George Molly, that's a great idea. Now, let's see. I think I'll give Luther Snell a call first. I haven't seen him around for a while, but he was a bachelor who was always in for a good time. Here's the phone book. And I'm certainly glad to see that you're not just going to sit around the house and mope while I'm gone. No, sir, I'm really going to howl, Molly. Now, let's see. Oh, here's the number. Operator, give me Whistle Vista 42387. Hello? Hello, Luther? Fibber McGee. 
How are you, you old son of a gun? Long time, no. Uh, say, Luther, uh, my wife's going to be out of town for a few days, and I'm getting up a little card game here tomorrow night. You know, my old bachelor friends. Sure like to have you come. Oh. Oh, is that right? Well, congratulations. Five of them, huh? Oh, well, I'm, I'm sorry to have bothered you, Luther. <clears throat> Goodbye. Can't he come? I said I hadn't seen him around for a while. Now I know why. He's married and got five kids. Well, let's see. I'll try Rusty Filchuk. I know he's not married. Let's see, Filchuk. Oh, here it is. Operator, give me Wistful Vista 21131. Hello? Hello, is Rusty Filchuk there? Hi, Rusty. Fibber McGee. Hey, listen. I'm getting up a little card game here at the house tomorrow night. like to have you come over. Well, I'm not one of those. Oh, she would, huh? Okay, Rusty. Goodbye. Can't he come either? No. His mother won't let him play cards with strangers. Hey, there's one fellow I know I can get. Wild Wolf Gang Wembley. He's out on the town every night of the week. Now, let's see. Oh, here's his number. Operator, I want Blissful Vista 21814. Wild Wolf Gang? This is Fibber McGee. How's tricks, you old son of a gun? Oh, gee, that's too bad. And you were always hooping it up till all hours. Has it been that many years ago? No, no, I didn't want anything special. Nice to talk to you, Wild. Goodbye. You didn't even tell him about the card party. There's no use. He says he's got high blood pressure now, and the doctor makes him go to bed at 8 o'clock. Who else can you call? I can't think of anybody else. Looks like all the wild bachelors I knew have tamed down a lot in the last 20 or 30 years. Well, if you can't get up a card game, what will you do while I'm gone? Oh, I'll still lead a gay bachelor's life, Molly. Don't you worry. I'll read and maybe downtown and window shop. Probably watch TV. I don't want to stay up too late. Talking to those guys has made me realize I'm not as young as I used to be. Dearie, I'm worried about going off to visit my sister and leaving you here in the house by yourself. How will you manage? Molly, I'm in the process of proving to you right now how self-significant I really am. I'm cooking the whole dinner just to show you that I can do it so you won't worry about me. Oh, McGee, all of that good food will be ruined. You don't know the first thing about cooking. Molly, how can you stand there in your navy blue chiffon with the white poinsettias on it and make a statement like that? Have you forgotten that I spent well over two weeks as a cook when I was in the Army? And believe me, I whipped up concoctions that had the men cheering. Why, guys would even come from other platoons to sample my boiled cabbage as I stood there at the head of the table dishing it out. Cabbage Head McGee, I was known as in them days. Oh, dear. Cabbage Head McGee, the culinary king of Company K, called a cooking cavalier from crusty little cottages of Canterbury to the kingly cathedrals of Cologne, catering to captains and colonels with carefully cured cuisine and catching considerable commendation from my clever craftsmanship with cauliflower, caviar, canopies, candied carrots, corn on the cob, and a curry of Creole crawfish cooked in a copper kettle. <laughs> In other words, you think you can swing the can opener well enough to survive while I'm gone. Molly, a can opener's not going to be my weapon of survival. Come out in the kitchen and see the tasty tidbits I got on the flame right now for supper. I would like to see what you're cooking. From here, it smells like creamed overshoes. Never know such a thing of the kind. I got out one of your old cookbooks, and I'm making beef Stradivarius. That's beef with rice. Oh, that's one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. I certainly hope it turns out okay. Molly, I don't see why you keep casting these sideway aspersions on my cooking. Of course it'll turn out all right. Why wouldn't it? Oh, heavenly days, McGee. The kitchen is filled with smoke. What are you having that pot over there? That's the rice. I, I can't understand what could be wrong. 
The book says you're supposed to boil it for 15 minutes, and it's only been on for about 10. I see the trouble, McGee. The water's all boiled away. What water? You mean you didn't put any water in with the rice? Cookbook said just to boil the rice. Didn't say anything about boiling any water with it. Well, you've ruined the rice, and I doubt if I'll ever be able to get this pot clean. How can I leave you here to cook for yourself if you're going to do things like that? Oh, leaving out that water was just an oversight, Molly. Gee whiz, this, this, this beef doesn't smell so good either. Why is the gravy fizzing up like that all around it? Well, the recipe called for milk and the gravy, and we were all out of milk, so I used that ginger ale. You can't make gravy out of ginger ale. There isn't a thing you fixed here that's fit to eat. Yeah, I guess you're right, kiddo. Well, I'll tell you what you do. You put on your hat and coat while I throw this stuff in the garbage, huh? I'll take you down to Tony's Tea Room for dinner. They serve pretty good food there. In fact, I plan to eat all my meals there while you're out of town. Ouch. 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 What's the matter, McGee? Oh, I'm kind of sore button on this shirt, and I keep sticking the dad-ratted needle in my finger. Why didn't you tell me you wanted a button sewed on? I'd have done it for you. Oh, no. That's no good, Molly. You're leaving in the morning to go visit your sister. And if critical crises like this come up while you're gone, I'll have... You insist on doing it yourself, at least for a thimble. I can't stand to hear you suffering this way. I can't begin to get that thimble of yours on, Molly. Must be a size one, and I got a size six thumb. You don't wear a thimble on your thumb. You wear it on the middle finger. Oh, well, then there's no point in the whole thing, because it's my thumb I keep sticking the needle into. Here, let me finish the job for you. You go do something else. Oh, well, okay. I'll run the vacuum cleaner around. Cleaning the house is another chore I want to get some practice in before you leave. Well, I'll only be gone a few days. The house shouldn't get too dirty with you living here alone. Molly, human beings give off body ash every minute of the day. Little microscopic pieces of skin keep falling off. I read about that in the magazine just the other night. Using the vacuum every day is the only thing that'll keep me from waiting around in my own body ash. <laughs> McGee, if you do all the things you say you're going to do while I'm gone, you'll be busier than a greyhound in a mechanical rabbit factory. Well, idle hands make rubble, Molly. And I intend to keep busy. Now, you sew on the button and I'll hook up the vacuum here. All right, then. There. Ah! Emily Day, what's wrong? Ah, I bent over to plug in the bad ratted thing and the vacuum sucked in my neck. Son, help! Son, Emily Day, let me unplug it. Phew. Boy, I thought I was a goner there for sure. I gotta remember not to wear a necktie when I do this while you're gone. I don't want you going near that vacuum cleaner while I'm gone. Okay. I wouldn't get a moment's peace knowing that you might be caught in it again. Well, maybe I'll just use a mop. That's foolproof. Why don't you forget about cleaning the house while you're here alone? I'll be back in less than a week. Okay. I guess there won't be too much body ash accumulating that length of time. You know something, Molly? What? It sure is a lucky thing for me I married a woman. I would have made an awful housewife. Are you about ready, Molly? It's going to take us at least 11, 12 minutes to drive down to the depot. I'm all set, McGee. Good. I still don't feel right about going off to visit my sister and leaving you here alone to look after yourself. Now, Molly, don't you go worrying your pretty little head about that. I'm looking forward to this as much as you are. man needs some time by himself now and then. Gives him a chance to culminate. I'll be gone for five days, so what in the world will you do for all that time? I got a program all worked out. The first thing I'm going to do is sleep as late as I want to. That'll while away the mornings right there. Then the rest of the day, I'll just loaf around the house, eating when I feel like it and catching up on all the back copies of the open road for boys that I got out in the garage. I see. Oh, I'm going to have a ball. No responsibilities, no interruptions, just one long gay round of nothing. 
Well, I won't worry about you then if you're sure you'll be all right. Now, here's the list I made up of things you'll have to take care of while I'm gone. Yeah, it looks like a pretty long list. Hmm, it's all one page and half another. Well, it's just a few simple little household things I want to remind you about. Now, first, the laundry man comes on Monday morning. Mm. So take all the dirty linens off the beds and put the bundle on the back porch. Well, that's uncomplicated. You could have just told me about that. Well, I wrote it down because I didn't want you to get the laundry day confused with the days the milkman comes. Oh. He comes Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Just put the empty bottles out by the milk box if you want him to leave anything. Okay. Consider it done. And then the newsboy collects Wednesday evening. Wednesday evening. And I'm having my winter coat sent out from Guberman. It'll be here Friday afternoon. Friday. Got it. The man comes to collect your insurance Tuesday night. Tuesday night. And the cleaning woman will be here Thursday morning. Thursday. Saturday, we're supposed to get the tank filled with fuel oil. Hmm? Well, I guess that's about it. Okay. So, Tuesday morning, I put the laundry bundle out. No, Tuesday's the morning the milkman comes. It's Monday you put the laundry out. I thought it was Monday we were getting the fuel oil. No, that's Saturday. Well, if we get the fuel oil on Saturday, then when does the cleaning woman come? Thursday. Oh, then she'll be here with the guy that comes to collect the insurance. No, he comes Tuesday. Same day as the laundry man. No, the same day as the milkman. Molly, you wait here a minute. I'll be right back. What are you going to do? I'm going to pack a suitcase. I've decided to go with you to your sister's. Maybe I can get some rest there. <laughs> 